This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Listen, it's time to jump on into it with your pals, Nat and Jess, and catch up on all things women's health and fitness. Oh, hi. (laughs) What What are you doing here? Long time no see, sis. I know. How's your week been? So... We're actually recording this episode right after the forgiveness episode, and there's a reason behind it, because I'm away next week. Yeah, fill us in. (laughs) Okay, fill you in. Yeah. Um, I'm away next week for our honeymoon 2.0. So we're doing our honeymoon again, because the first one wasn't great, because I'll just um, bring you back to January. (laughs) I had a really bad face rash. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah. I, I I really remember. I it. must say, I don't think about it often. Oh, good. Yeah, like until, until you bring it up, and then I go, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, yeah. gosh, you poor thing. I yeah. actually completely forgotten. It's not for like vain reasons at all. It's not that like, oh, I had a bad face rash. I didn't take good photos. No, I like genuinely. The honeymoon was like most of it me sleeping because I was so lethargic Aww. and. Uh, so itchy. I was just, we were just having a shit time and poor Essie was so nice at looking after me and, you know, was like, you don't have to go anywhere. And I really tried and I would wear my glasses, my hat and my mask because yeah. I didn't want anyone to see me. I would even wear that inside shops. Mm. Like I'd be like, nobody look at me or ask me what's going on with my skin or I will punch you in the face. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> do you remember you told me you went into a very fancy store with your hat, your sunglasses, yeah. and uh, I think they assumed you were someone famous because yes, they of did. that reason. Yep. Yeah, I was in Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I just kept everything on, and they, oh, they looked after me really well because <laughs> yeah, I thought I was a celebrity. Oh. And even just like walking down in Queenstown with all of that and my, my suitcase, like my suitcase on wheels, people would look and be like, who could this be? And I'm like, sis, honestly, I'm no one important. <laughs> I'm doing this so you don't look at me and you're looking at me more. <laughs> Question. Have you, do people say you look like a celebrity? Have you ever had that? Like, oh, you look like this celebrity? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who. who? Oh, I can't remember. I knew you were going to ask me who. Why? Why are they question? Just what about funny. you? Uh, I've had, I've had Nicole Kidman, but only because. Oh, yeah? Yeah, only because. Um, I don't see her. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it either. It's because when I, I had, the other one was um, like Kylie Minogue. But uh, what I will say is that it's because it was when I was living away and they were like, oh, Australian. That's the celeb you oh, are. And blonde. Yeah, yeah, blonde, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But that was yeah. about it. No, I can't remember who. Oh, I'll remember and let you know one day. But I have been told a couple of times. Ariana Grande? Oh, look, I think pe- I have been told that, but I think people say that to be in my good books. Oh, my God. So you're just trying to be humble. No, but I don't know. Jeez, listen over. to me. <laughs> listen to me. I do not look like Ariana Grande whatsoever. That's and the when person that came to mind, that. Really? Yeah, yeah. When, when, when people say, I'm like, okay, I know what you're doing. You know I love her. Thank you so much. You're reading my good books. You don't have to say that. 
You've got big eyes. Okay. I think that I think that that's. I think she's. Can we Google one day how tall she is? Because I think she's shorter than me, and I want to claim that because I'm so short, and she's so short. How tall are you actually? One sixty-two centimeters. Wow. Okay. How tall are you? Um, Miss Giant? 174. So I'm 12 centimetres taller. That's, that's significant. Yep. People can definitely tell us apart. Yeah, like it'd be, <laughs> such a, it'd be such a change like to kind of see the world from your perspective. I think, oh. I think the last time I saw it like that, I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jeez, I'm so cheeky. Not very nice. Not very empathetic, some Good would say. Hey, so today, 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 we're going to be talking about empathy, which is such a big topic, and it's such a cool topic to talk about. Is it? Cool. What? Oh, I think it's a great topic. <laughs> but like, what do you like when someone says empathy, or what is empathy? What's your understanding of empathy? Being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understanding them. Yes. Well done. Is that it? Uh, pretty much. We'll kind go of. into we'll go into kind of more facets of of empathy. That is one aspect of empathy. The other aspect of it would be the ability to sense. Mm. To so to feel. Because yeah. what what you've said is that ability to sort of like imagine yourself in someone else's shoes is very yeah. cognitive. Yeah. So is it two different? There's actually three. Oh, There's actually three. But before we get on to that, uh, empathy is not the same as its cousin sympathy. Two different (laughs) things. Two different things. So so what's the difference between empathy and sympathy? When, like, sympathy, what's your understanding of that? Someone's sympathetic. And is it different? Oh, they do sound, they are quite similar in my brain. Sympathy is when you can sympathize with somebody. <laughs> yep, well done. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, I love how you put sympathy, it in a sentence. Thank you. Maybe sympathy for me is when you, maybe that's when you can put yourself in someone else's shoes. Sympathy? Yeah. Okay. No, is that wrong completely? Okay, so this is what I found Tell me. around the difference between empathy and sympathy. And then, then there's me. a really nice kind of example of it. So the difference between empathy and sympathy is found in how we relate to the other person. Empathy is shown in how much compassion and understanding we give to the other person. Sympathy is more a feeling of pity for the other person. So empathy is our ability to understand how someone feels, while sympathy is our relief in not having the same problems. No way! I know. I did not know that at all. So like the, oh, that that situation where you were, you know, kind of um, famous in Queenstown, (laughs) I guess... empathetically I could I could imagine what that was like and that must have been so hard if I was sympathetic I'd be like thank god that's not me interesting mm, it is interesting and um have you ever heard of someone called um Brené Brown she's written quite a yes. few books um yes. big on on um and does has done TED talks in that yeah so um yep. I came across her explanation and I really like it so um she explains that sympathy is to see someone in a deep hole, but remaining on higher ground and talking to them from above. Mm. 
So the oh. sympathetic person may also try to simply put a silver lining on the other person's situation instead of acknowledging the person's pain. So sympathy is not actually that nice. I mean, A for effort, but yeah. D for effect, I think, would be, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of, um, you know, so uh, like, oh, you know, uh, your, your skin's not good, but thank goodness you're not blind, something like that. Yeah, I think, I think, I think I got a bit of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah uh, chin up. There's At least lots it's of not positives. that bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah, did you get a lot of that? Dying. Um... Yeah, we bet. Yeah. Okay. I did. Empathy. In that situation, someone's in a hole, like literally in a hole. It's climbing down into the hole. This is what empathy allows you to do. Climb down in the hole. Sit beside that person, making yourself vulnerable to sincerely connect. The empathetic person will recognize the person without minimizing it. And actually, the whole silver linings thing, like think of the positives, mm. it's well-intended, but it is minimizing of what you're going through. Yeah, and it's sometimes not that helpful. Yeah, well, that's why I asked. Did you get it, and was it ever helpful? No. You're like, no, oh, no. yeah, thanks for reminding me, actually, I can still see. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for reminding me I'm not dying. Like, oh, well, at least it's not life-threatening. Yeah. How do you know, huh? How do you know? I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm just having a go at yeah, them. You and your seemingly fine skin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big difference between... Wow, that's between, huge. Yeah, empathy and sympathy. And I would say that most of us can probably kind of recognize the difference mm. because of how how it feels when you're on the receiving end of it. But yeah, I think it, feels it gets totally confused different. a lot. Yeah, it feels yeah. totally different. You're very empathetic. You're very, you you would go down the trenches with me. Shani's same as well. Shani's, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah go yeah, down yeah. the trenches yep. Yep. and sit there with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if there was no way out, like, oh, I didn't really think about a plan of, like, a ladder or something, you know? <laughs> How are we going to get back up? <laughs> How are we going to get back up? Like, not very practical. I, You know what I mean? Sometimes like, it's not practical because yeah. then you end up being really down. Like, you know when they've got a really low mood and then you bring your mood down, then it's not that practical because then the whole mood is down. <laughs> yeah, kind of like the forgiveness podcast we just did. <laughs> so I don't think it sounded it. Like, I'll listen when when it goes comes out, I'll listen to it. I don't think it sounds that down. Does yeah, it? Yeah, I don't, I don't we know. We will ask our listeners. Yeah, yeah, if you listen to the... Did you, you feel depressed after yeah, the episode? <laughs> yeah, we will, well, if you're listening now, we're referring to the podcast from last week, but... It ties into empathy because what I will say is that I was talking about something that I actually didn't realise was probably quite emotionally charged. Yeah. Because Nat's so empathetic, she picks up on that. (laughs) And then the two of us just sitting here real emotional, (laughs) like trying to somehow make this entertaining but really just going Well, because I could sense that you weren't feeling it. Oh, my You didn't want questions asked about it. I could sense that. So I didn't want to, but then I didn't know what to do because you told me that I could and then we were both low. And then we went outside and had a good refresh and we're back. Jumped around. Had yeah, a bit of a cry. Jump. Yeah, a cry too. actually had a cry and had a bit of a jump around and, <laughs> and slapped each other in the face real. and said, "Pull yourself together." Uh, yeah. <laughs> so listen, empathy. I mentioned it before that there are there are three types of empathy. So the first yeah, I'm type interested. of yeah, the first type is something called cognitive empathy, 
And that's the putting yourself in another person's shoes, the like perspective taking. Okay. So that that's quite kind of intellectual in that way. You are imagining yourself in that person's situation. Yeah. Next up, we've got uh, emotional empathy, and that's when you physically feel the emotions oh. of someone else as if they're your own. That's so it's almost draining. like almost like the emotions are kind of uh, contagious. Yeah. So oh, um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the feeling stuff, and then the third one is compassionate empathy, which is you not only understand the person's perspective. Uh, you are feeling the emotions as well, but you are moved to help. So it's kind of the action that you take right. to actually support that person. You Interesting. Know? Wow, that's I never realised there were three types. Yeah. Where do you sit? <laughs> well, not necessarily that you need to kind of sit in different types, but just you, that yeah. there are sort of more facets to empathy. Like, say, for example, you're upset about something, yeah. right? The cognitive part of it is that I imagine what it's like to be in your position being upset about. Like the skin thing. Sorry to keep yeah. coming back no, to that, but it's just it's at the front of my mind. So <laughs> I imagine what it's like yeah. to have to deal with that. So that's very cognitive. I'm, uh, you know, sort of perspective taking. Then I can see you're up, upset and I feel that, you know. So I, I'm sensing that sadness and I can feel it in my body as well. Mm. The compassion is that I'm called to action. For example, I will often get you a tissue. <laughs> I am massive on tissue. I think you did more than that. I mean... You did way more than that. I don't know. But we, drove, we drove to our podcast oh, yeah, because you right. wanted me to be safe. Oh, yeah. no, that stalker. Wow. <laughs> Different. It happened Different similar issues. time, yeah, though. Yeah, there was a lot going on at that time. I packed a lot of tissues during those weeks, for sure. On purpose? Surely not. Uh, no. No. Come on. Just You've always, always got tissues. I've always, right? I'm a mum. Yeah. I've always got <laughs> tissues. So we were curious, weren't we? Mm. You know, where do we sit on this whole empathy? Could we take a test and actually find out where are we at in terms of empathy? Jess loves a test. I love a personality test. <laughs> I really do obsessive about it uh, and we'll link it i think we'll link it on this episode i actually try to do that this time properly yeah so that you too can do it and see how empathetic you are or not yeah well, so what did you find can, oh, let's go through your first. results first let's do you yours first because so, i'm kind of like embarrassed of mine like mm. a like you always tell me that i'm empathetic and stuff this tells me that i'm not not that i'm not but not as empathetic as i thought I mean, I thought I would have been more of a high achiever in this area, for sure. Same. Uh, but I was kind of like, is that all? So total empathy score, which is the one um, right on the right-hand side, um, total empathy for me was 83%. That's I high. Mean, That's high. It's an A, isn't it? 83%. Oh, if you're going back to uni days, yeah. it is an A. What, like, where does A plus come in? 85? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Anyway, 80, 88. 88. You. 89 is A+. Plus. A. 80. <laughs> Sorry. 80. 80. Ooh. Gotcha. A plus for total empathy. So does that mean she got A+, plus if she got 83%? 90. Oh, 90. Oh, no. No A+. Plus for Failed you. Failed miserably. 
anyway, yeah, so 80, 83%. So Nico's talking to us. That's why this probably sounds a bit like... Yeah, we're just establishing what... Uh, grade you got. Grade yeah. I actually got. 83 um, is high, though. 83. What did you get for what total you empathy? Think? What do you think I got? Um, 95. <laughs> 69. 76. Yep. That's lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, I feel but, like I'm a fraud. Yeah, but that's high. You've always told me I'm really empathetic and I come back with... A B minus. No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I like also um, not to kind of get into like grading empathy too. By the way, because that's just weird. Don't. That's just weird. <laughs> the high achiever in all of us is kind of like, yeah, maybe good at something. Um, so, but it, Brett, but what is quite good about doing this particular empathy? test that we will share is that it breaks it down into those different sort of aspects of empathy. So um, tell me first, what was your lowest uh, percentage in, in empathy facet? Cognitive. Cognitive empathy. It's so low. Okay. It's, it's so low, I'm so embarrassed. Low. It's 50% and it's lower than the population average. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> okay, wow. I know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. No, that's you're looking at me different now. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, Neither. I saw it and I was like, I want to do it again. No, but I, I think I think there might be a, kind of a reason for that. I was quite low on Is that there? one. Yeah, I was low on that one as well. Sixty-seven um, percent. So that's the perspective taking. Your empathy is then. Um, I'm going to imagine what it's like to be in your position now. I don't, I don't, listen, this is, I don't know if this is true or not, but this would be my guess. Okay. I'm, if I'm all ears. If you are someone who senses emotions in others, mm. that would be the first reaction. You wouldn't necessarily need to go to your head and go, mm. I'm going to imagine what it's like to be ups, upset about something that's happened. Yeah. If you okay. sense it, Hopefully. you kind of, you pick that up. So you might not necessarily even need to yeah. sort of access that. Yeah. Um, that's my completely unscientific, <laughs> unsupported theory of um, uh, Maybe why. you're right. I don't know. But I was shocked. I was like. Well, what was oh. your highest facet? Um, I've got two. Did it? Did it? I've got two that are the same. Yep. 89% empathy activation, emotional empathy. What's empathy? empathy so that's like the, the kind of call to action, I think. Oh, so those are the same at 89%. Emotional empathy and... So does that make sense then? No, sorry, that's not. Empathetic actions is that call to action. So... Um, Empathy activation, what's that? Uh, How easily a person's empathy is awakened or activated in one's relationship with another, i.e. in placing oneself in another's situation. There you go. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm lower than you in all of them. And I'm a high achiever, so I've failed. (laughs) You're very empathetic. Uh... I am, but but I too kind of did this test and went, I'm only 27.21% more empathetic than the average person. And I'm 20%. That's bullshit. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I thought that too. I looked straight at the number. Um, but uh, you're right, though. Like, I do um, physically, not physically, but I do really feel 
people's mm. emotions. Mm, mm. Even yeah, all the time. Mm. It's draining. Yeah, it is. Yeah, someone's you do crying. That, do you feel and... that too, though? Right? Don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, I like. I really do. <laughs> I really do. You just realised. Um, like, oh, I really do. Um. Well, I suppose looking into this a little bit more, honestly, it kind of framed my social anxiety in a different way. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that was kind of interesting actually because I looked, I looked then sort of like at well, what are the benefits of being empathetic? What are the downsides of being empathetic? And actually, mm. I did, I did kind of start thinking that explains my social anxiety quite a bit. But yeah, not to be too kind of like mysterious on on that front. What I might start with then is like, what are what are the benefits of having high levels of empathy? Okay, have you got a list? I got a list. Oh, thank goodness. Um, Give me benefits. Yeah, so the benefits are that you know when someone is in need of help and can provide emotional support. Okay. You have the ability to provide emotional support. So if you're sensing someone else is feeling down or lonely or scared, even if they don't outwardly show it, put you in a position of being able to help them through that, you gain their trust, you're then someone that they can lean on and rely on uh, and this can make you a better partner, friend, uh, family member. So in terms of interpersonal relationships, being able to connect and maintain rela- relationships, mm-hmm. being high in empathy is a huge advantage. Uh, the other thing that's quite good about being high in empathy is you can usually tell if someone's good for you or not. So it actually means that you can kind of spot when someone's not being genuine. Actually, you have a very good ability with this. When some, when it, like freaky, like you, yours, like. What do you mean? So, <laughs> Matt, so where are we at? <laughs> you are very, very good at spotting bullshit. Oh, oh, really? You re- like you like you are you are highly in- attuned. Oh. like, and it's not, and it's not Thanks. that. Yeah, it's not that you're not trusting. Or that, because you're very open and you're very connecting and, and you give everyone a chance, but you're, I don't know, it's like your gut just gives you this kind of like, Feeling. that doesn't make sense. Or, oh. I, don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah, very, you right. yeah, you're kind of, you're very good at uh, spotting that. Yeah. So, or like when people try and sell you stuff mm. and they're trying to make it sound like they're not. Yeah. And I'm like. I know you're trying to sell me something. I don't want yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you don't want to be my friend. You so just you, want to smell sell it. What? Yeah. Why can I speak? That's right. I'll, I I can uh, I can help you. Out. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need to talk. My empathy is that high. <laughs> we'll just see it here. Imagine that's our podcast. We just telepathically have a conversation. We <laughs> yeah. lost it. Yeah. It'd be great to listen to. So. High in empathy means you're less likely to be uh, lied to, tricked, manipulated, but... That's good. If you're high in empathy and you have found that that has happened, it's not usually because your gut instinct was wrong, so you didn't listen to it. So you've had a gut feeling, this doesn't feel right... You choose not to trust it, and then you know, and then you might be you're proven wrong. Proven, yeah. You yeah. should have listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a big believer. You should always, not always, but really, 
we've got these instincts mm. and it's for a good reason. Mm. You know? I, I think you do a really good job of it. Thank you. Yeah, you're pretty good at... <laughs> Is yeah. that what you meant that I call bullshit? Like when people try and sell me stuff and I'm like... Just, gen- just I think generally you're very good okay. at spotting when someone's not being authentic. Mm. Yeah, but it, when someone's not being authentic, it makes you feel weird. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, okay, it's not a normal thing. For example, <laughs> here's someone very, very high in empathy. Me. So what you're describing, okay. it doesn't feel good. It, it doesn't just, feel yeah, it right in my gross. body. Yeah. yeah. So not everyone has that. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So you just take for granted that, that that must be kind of everyone's experience of other people. But, but that's Really? Is that's it a not superpower. really everyone's? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Superpower. God, I wish I could fly, though. <laughs> Wouldn't that be helpful? Yes. So helpful. <laughs> Sorry. Tangent. Back on the... So, ha- so having empathy is good, right? Yes, but there must be some downsides. Actually, there are. It's draining as. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That for sure. So here are the downsides of being a highly empathetic person. You may often feel emotionally drained. ka Well done. Uh, particularly in crowded spaces or at, this is interesting, at emotionally charged events like weddings and funerals because they soak up all the emotions of those around them like a sponge. Mm. Well, I mean, weddings is more like, you know, good emotions type. Yeah, it can be overwhelming though. I yeah, think. actually very overwhelming. Yeah. Funeral, obviously there's a lot of grief. Yeah. So I, so I, I guess if, if you're highly empathetic, you're a sensing uh, of emotions, then in any situation where the emotions are going to be big, yeah, it's going to feel overwhelming, even if they're very positive. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, overwhelming either way. You might find it hard to to find time for yourself that's another kind of downside of being empathetic uh difficult to unwind because you're constantly carrying around the emotions of others Uh, yeah almost like you need to kind of shower it off and when you are someone that's highly empathetic it's good to have not that i'm an expert in this at all but it's good to have ways to decompress Mm. you know Mm. like it's just quite good at that. Like mm. when he goes goes home from work, he'll just he'll just say, "Now nah, I'm just decompressing." So that's when I know not to talk to him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll just go and like I don't know, go on his phone or listen to music or mm. whatever. He just won't want to talk to anyone. But also, our jobs mean that we have to give a lot and talk a lot, and you know. Mm. So I understand that he needs that quiet time yeah. when he's home. As soon as he's got home. Did you get him to do the test? No. Well, I asked him and then he didn't have the time. Yeah, but I, yeah. I really want him to do it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to I kind do. of see Because I'm kind of, I've got kind of no idea because it depends mm. what hat he's wearing. Mm. He's got a lot of PTSD with past experiences. So I think sometimes he puts their wall up and then that means he's not empathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then also he's empathetic when he's wearing a different hat, I think. Yeah. But did you get Greg to do it? I did, yeah. What are the results? Um, Well, would you like to feel better about yours? Yes, for sure. Uh, So Greg Greg did this as well. Yeah. And he is (laughs) 2.79% less empathetic than the average person. That's not too bad. I mean, he's sitting on average. Wait. 2.79. Oh, so he's pretty much the average. 
2.79% less. But, 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 like, oh, wow, empathy spectrum is low. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Much lower than the population's average. Mm. Um, yeah, that makes me feel better. Yeah. But I think yeah. we kind of, like, knew that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whether whether that's kind of a natural thing for him or he's been kind of conditioned to Yes, and I think that. that's a big part of it as well, through his job. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you know, that ability also to sort of like uh, push through, uh, I don't know, like... Um, Not take on emotions because yeah. you've got to move on. Yeah, stay, I don't know, stay clinical or whatever. But, stay focused. Um, yeah, but... Uh, so how does that go in a relationship? Someone that's very empathetic. I mean, I know this already because I've spoken to you. And someone yeah. that's more like the average. Um, I So he's very practical. Yeah. I would say that's the big difference oh, between the two of us. High five. The big, <laughs> um, the big difference between the two of us is he's he's very practical and he can be quite emotionally removed. And I'm completely the opposite. And it's probably quite good to have a balance, right, between, the, like, to, to have... Because imagine have, being with someone that's just as empathetic as yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I think I think this situation gave me an appreciation of, of Greg being a little bit different. Uh, I remember being in Dublin, and uh, Greg was not a part of this, but it, I'll tell you the story okay. anyway. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple of friends, girls, and um, one of the friends had her bike stolen, right? Okay. She had her bike stolen. And so she came and she told us, and myself and the other friend, who are both quite emotional and very, very empathetic, Yeah. you know, were like, that's so awful. How do you feel about that? Oh, my goodness. Isn't it so sad that, like, in society, people feel like they need to take bikes? Aww. She's like... Someone help me with how I'm going to get to work today. You know what I mean? Like she's just like you know, and I was just like, oh wow, actually that's such a good point. Like my, my I don't go there. I'm kind of like, how are you feeling? And you are know, you okay? Are you okay? So did Greg? Oh no, Greg wasn't part of it. Greg wasn't part. So it was. But uh, if he'd been there, he would have been like, okay, let's find out how you're going to get to work today. I think he would have said, okay, so your bike's been stolen. What have you got coming up? Do you need a lift? Have mm. you done a police report? You know, yeah. kind of what, what practical. You, yeah. Whereas you know, I'm I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the hole. You're I in haven't bought a ladder. Haven't even. I've left my cell phone up there so that I can't, can't even call, call anyone. Can't call for help. But I'm in the hole with you. Let's experience this emotion together. So that's probably let's go through this. Let's together. go through this together. So I think that that you know kind of light bulb moment. I sort of went. It does help for someone to kind of be able to be a little bit more pragmatic about it. Yeah. Where it's where it's kind of problematic, I think, is that I will often just we've talked about this. You know, yeah. where you sort of, you know, you go to your partner, go to your husband, and and you have to say, I just want you to listen. Mm. I don't want you to solve the problem. Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah. classic one is when I'm sick and I'll go, oh, I don't feel very well. And he's like, well, have you drunk enough water? Like, <laughs> you know, how much sleep have you had? And I'm like, no, 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 I just want you You're to You're not like, helping yourself, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, no, I just, I want to, I want you to like feel, feel bad for me, you know. And he struggles with that because he's like, oh, my goodness, move on. Like, do something about it. This is very similar. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. But then when he's sick, he's like, 
love me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think he sees a bit in between. His results would be... He can, he can choose to switch. Yeah. 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 Mm. He'll get like two different, completely different results depending on the day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what mood he's in. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I just found another another downside to being highly empathetic. Um, so that, that kind of uh, superpower, I guess, of being able to sense and connect and sort of go into that deep, dark hole with someone, not everyone's up for that. And actually... <laughs> so not everyone wants you to go in the hole not, Yeah, not everyone wants to um, talk about the childhood. You know what I mean? Like, and why that was painful and, you know, all of that stuff. Like, it can feel, it can actually feel quite invasive um, to some people. When someone asks you about it. So, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're, you are... Deep and meaningful. I can't queen. even help it. And Greg actually has this oh, room. Sorry, no. can I say? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> this is a joke and I can I kind of um join Greg on that because I think it's hilarious. So I do I'm sorry, I do like when he brings it up, I do play with it. It's fine. Um he just says so when Jess is at you'll probably explain this better than me, but when Jess is like having a DNM, deep and meaningful with somebody at a party or whatever. Greg will say, do you need, do you need your scuba gear? Do you need your tank? Do you mm. need more oxygen? Because he refers to her being so deep in the mm. trenches that she might just need a snorkel or something mm. to get back. Nat was with Greg when he shouted this across the room uh, in front of a group of people yes. while I was having and a like conversation. The wrong, like the pers- like the wrong time, I think, because the way you looked at him, you were like, don't. Don't you go there. Yeah. Don't you go there. He's, he's not shy on kind of um, interrupting conversations with that. Because he and thinks, was with he thinks he's was hilarious. Just, it is, though. It's, it's so not funny. funny. And it's you've so encouraged funny. it. I'm so disappointed in you. Really? Because now I um, offer the tank of oxygen <laughs> I mean, like, I'm secure enough. I appreciate that I am a bit intense. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I own it. I'm But uh, that's what I love about you. I know that you'll always help me with any issue that I've got. Oh, I'm like... And I know you'll always give me so much care and love. And that's the thing, honestly, if... if and it doesn't even have to be people close to me. If someone is struggling with something um, emotional, they're feeling upset about something, I, I'm so drawn to, to, to be there and to support and all of that stuff. I will not help you in any practical way. Like, literally, I got nothing. I got nothing to bring to the table in that respect. But I will offer you... No balance with you. ...the emotional space to feel whatever you need to feel. I'm so there for... And you don't even have to be someone who's close to me. And that's why I spend a lot of time alone, because that is draining. draining. That's draining. So here's some tips on how to look after yourself if you are also high in empathy. So if you do this test and you get above what the general population is, I'd say you're probably high in empathy. So anyway, tips and tricks. So now you spoke about it before, which is kind of that self-care stuff, right? Yes. Like, um, so... Decompress. Decompression time, which you said Essie is very good at. And and actually he's very good at communicating that's what he needs, which is awesome. So get some alone time so that you're not constantly soaking up the emotions of people around you. 
creating healthy boundaries when you're around others. You don't always need to help. I need to work on that. Yeah. So you work on? I think it's that's my work your homework. On. That's my homework. Yeah. I think I I think I'm okay with that one. I said this to you before, actually. I said, I think what you do really, really well is you are an incredibly caring person, but you're also quite good with boundaries. And I think that's why I can have as many clients as I have. That's true, yeah. You know, like I have 40 plus. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot for you. And if I'm honest, sometimes it's a lot for me too. If Mm. they're all F, if in one day there's a lot of um, emotional people in one day. Mm. Like if, like, for example, there was a day um, recently in the last few weeks where I had like four people going through something really hard in their life mm. and, wow, was I drained. Mm. Like because because I was so empathetic, mm-hmm. that evening I was like, and then we had people over and I was sitting in the car and I was like... <laughs> Oh my god, more people to see. I love them, but I did it. It was fine, and they were great friends, so it was fine. And the following day, you were still quite drained. Oh my god, mm. yes, before class. Mm. Normally, I'm like, okay, Jess, let's go upstairs. Mm. Let's go and get the music going. And yeah. I was like, literally lying on the staff room floor, like a starfish, and I was like, I, I can't, I cannot go and do the before before class chat today. Yeah. I just can't I'm gonna I'm gonna be here. And then you're like, okay, fine, we'll just sit here. <laughs> yeah, well I'm not I'm not group fitness manager anymore, so I can be honest <laughs> about this. I put off going to class until the absolute last minute. I'll stay But for, I'll I'll force you to go out. You force early. me to go early I'm like Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And normally I'm that person, but I I honestly had nothing else to give. Yeah. And I and I was fine for the class. Mm. You know, for the class and you can give lots of energy in that way. But I wasn't up for one-on-one chat mm. before class because that's when people tell you what's going on in their life, mm. which is great. That's fine. That's mm. awesome. But that day I couldn't take it. Because, mm. you know, when you speak to people before class and they'll be like, my back and my this and that and my life and blah, 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 which is totally our job and mm. it's what I've signed up for and I love doing that. Mm. But that day I couldn't. Mm. So, Yeah. And that was I, my boundary. Yeah, and teach, teaching the class, while it's hugely giving in terms of energy, hugely giving physical and actually emotional energy to do it, you're not taking on anyone's emotions. Yeah, true. And I and I think that's why I also I really love teaching group fitness classes yeah. in that way. And I like working with groups because it's not that one on one where you do have to take on board, you know, kind of what someone else is yeah. feeling and and all of that. So. I'm going to justify that as why I don't go up early. Yeah, yeah. But in saying, in going back to what I just said, that day where I had four people going through really, you know, dark stuff, um, that's kind of, that doesn't happen all the time. Like mm, normally okay. the, my load that I've got in my week with my clients, I can actually handle because I've got those healthy boundaries. Mm. Like I can walk away from a client normally and just put that behind me put their issues behind me and just leave it for when I see them again. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm genuinely quite good at not thinking about it in my spare time because I've created those boundaries. So what do you mean by those boundaries? Like I'm not going to let my brain or my mind um, think overthink it too much 
because otherwise that's more draining, mm. you know? Mm. Like I'll be with them in the trenches during while I'm mm. talking to them, but I'll, I'll, I'll get out of it. I'll climb the ladder. Mm. I've brought the ladder with mm. me. I'll mm. get out of it by the time the session's done. So what was different about that day? There were a lot of them. Okay, so... Of the dark trenches. <laughs> okay, so kind of almost like your resilience was getting... Yeah, it was bit... getting a lot... True. Yeah. So my ladder yeah. was like, wasn't reaching the top anymore. I love this. Yay, this, this is great. Parallel. My ladder was getting shorter and shorter, so I couldn't get to the top. So I was in the trenches with them, and then I was in the trenches again. And it's hard to to pick it back up when things are low. Yeah. Constantly, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Okay. Yeah, the ladder's getting shorter. To try and even reach it is taking more energy each time. Yeah. And it's getting shorter and shorter. It totally, totally makes sense. The uh, So um, so we said get, get some time alone, decompress is what Essie kind of frames it. I love that. I might yeah. start using it yeah. um, and claim it as my own. Just kidding. <laughs> and um, create healthy boundaries like Nat was talking about. You know, she's with you. When you're going through that, but there is there's a cutoff where she's then going to go and think about sort of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, the other thing is hmm, being a bit more selective with people that you are choosing to spend your time with. So if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know, no, I'm with that. It says, it says spending too much time around toxic personalities can feel like poisoning yourself from the inside. Oh, I mean, that's you wouldn't pretty do it anyway. dramatic. Yeah, but you wouldn't, like, if someone's got a toxic personality, you're not going to hang out with them anyway, you know. I guess maybe this kind of leads us on to sort of like when you feel like certain people, uh, you feel less energized for being around them, and that's consistent. Mm. Every time you're spending time with them, you kind of feel less energy when you leave. That, that I mean, I'm laughing because Jess speaks so much with her hands. <laughs> this I was laughing. This is not a funny topic. No one can see it. I know, but it looks hilarious. But it helps me think. So, um, yeah, toxic personality is very but dramatic. Being but being selective with who you spend time with. That also when, like you know, when I was low on, like I was, like that Wednesday morning, I was selective with not wanting to really talk to any extra people that I needed to because I needed to get through the day. Yeah. So I was quite selective there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So in that way, you're, you're looking after yourself by not yeah. not having to take on or give out too much. When I see that, I probably see that as I need a lot of alone time. I know when I need it. Mm. My selection of being careful about who I spend time with is I don't spend time with anyone. I think it's quite similar in that way as, as you. And also quite you're quite good at saying, are you going to say no to stuff, to yep. events? Yeah, you are. Yep. Yeah. It's is the same. Yep. Like he'll probably do one social thing in like the weekend, like in say, a Saturday, mm. but not to. He's like, I need my alone time now. Yeah, I couldn't do, I definitely couldn't do two things in the same day. Yeah. See, I'd be fine doing that. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> he like say if you had a lunch and a dinner. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I would do both, but he would just pick one. He'd be yeah. like, "I'll do the lunch, spend the night by myself." Yeah, sometimes we have, which is lovely. You know, the um, with rugby, they might put on so there'll be a game in the evening, and yeah. that's a whole thing because you've got the aftermatch and all of that. And then they'll also put on an event in the day, 
like a lunch or, a, you know, kind the of... The day of the game? The day of the game. For the partners. Oh, yeah, but not, the players not, don't. No, 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 no. Oh, not okay. The they, uh, I was going to say it's full on for the players, right? <laughs> focused on playing the game. Sorry, yeah. for, for the partners. Okay. And, it, and it's so, like, it's so lovely. And yeah, it's a, yeah. It might be a beautiful lunch somewhere or some kind of, you know, something. And then you've got the game later in the day and you've got the aftermatch. Um, I, uh, no. Do you ever go to the lunch? No. You never go to the never. lunch? Never. Have you ever I been know to I it? can't. I can't do it. You, have you been to it? I think I went to one, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "And how long have you been with Craig? <laughs> Many years. Oh, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you've been to one. But hilarious. I know. I know my. No, that's great. Limits. You know your boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas you're kind of like, I could do two in one day. I'm like, no, I really. I think I, I could. Tried. I could, I can't. but maybe not all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I could. But Essie would be the same as you. He would just pick one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I picked. But like mine. the game and the aftermatch, that's a big chunk. There's like almost two things. Oh, honestly, that could be almost a twelve-hour commitment. <gasps> I, you know, like I, oh, yeah. with a, with a kind of a little bit of a break in between or whatever. My social batteries get low, yeah, pr- pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty. But that's quickly. like that's more than two things in one. I reckon the game and the aftermatch. So fair enough. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, so, so that's but that's what I was thinking about with kind of the the social anxiety stuff. I was kind of like, well, that sort of makes sense. Then, I if I'm feeling really, really drained by uh, soaking up emotions around me, then it makes sense that I wouldn't always want to go and engage with that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Kind of find find a way to understand it better. But if you are someone who recognizes that you are. Highly empathetic, great quality, but the downsides of it are actually very overwhelming, and it's and it's kind of it's impacting your life in a negative way, like uh, you are not engaging with things that you actually want to because the emotions yeah. of other people are overwhelming. Then definitely getting support with that can be very helpful. So we're actually seeking out someone professional to speak to, a counsellor, mm. who can help to give you the kind of tools around how to how to manage that, how to look after yourself a little bit better. Yeah, that's um, such a good um, good advice. Yeah. Is there are there bad sides to being low empathy? No. Damn it. Just kidding. Um <laughs> uh, no, I mean the the downsides of being low in empathy. Yeah, there are. I mean how do you connect yeah. Fully with the people around you. Maybe you don't want to connect with everyone in that way. Yeah, but like if I'm thinking of Essie and I, mm. sometimes I'll pick up on stuff, say, with somebody close to him mm. that he wouldn't have picked up. Yeah. You know? Like I'll be like, um, she's, she's, I can feel it. She's not happy. Mm. She's feeling really hurt. Mm. I don't know what it is, but. I feel so sad right now mm. around her, mm. and then he'll um, he'll be like, "Shit, I didn't realize I didn't pick up on that." Yeah. So then he'll reach out to to that person, mm. and that's happened on a few occasions mm. where he's been like, "I had no idea, and you were so right." Mm. She's really battling, mm. you know. Yeah. So, and if you hadn't, he, alerted, she, they, you know. Yeah. If you hadn't alerted him to that, he may not have reached out to that person offered support, yeah. been there for them as yeah. their friend, family member, you know, whatever. So I guess in that way, your ability to help others maybe is more challenging if you're lower in empathy. Yeah, unless this person outright says, 
like obviously if this person said to him i'm really struggling which a I lot of people do not do not exactly yeah. then 100% he would have helped mm. without even me saying anything but it's just mm. the fact that i could just sense it that that person was just not happy mm. and oh my god it's so it is draining that's the real thing where was that on your page? That's the real thing. It's so draining because you feel so, yeah. Oh, God, there's so many situations I can think about where I've been, like, just so drained. And because I'm so close to Essie, I feel his emotions too. Like, when he he had a um, death in his family recently and I could feel his grief mm. so deeply, mm. but he was managing it a lot better than I was and I didn't even know the person. You know, mm. like I was like, God, I feel so sad today. And it was the day of the funeral and I didn't even go because I don't know the person. And he's like, he's he's managing, you know, he's okay. And I'm mm. like, he's like, yeah, I do feel really sad. I'm just not showing it like you are. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Should we wrap this up? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> big topic. Two, and two big topics. Big, heavy, deep topics. Well, Jesus no, the empathy, the empathy wasn't that Deep, was it? Did you feel was deep? No. I think the forgiveness one was definitely deep and yeah. I'm still scarred from it, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll give you a big hug after. Thanks, mate. Um, all right, so make sure, make sure you go on an Instagram because Jess, our social media manager, does some polls and some questions and we like to find out about you our listeners, and a lot of the time they're quite funny too. So And do the test as well, the empathy test. Do the test. We will link that yeah. on the episode and on Instagram. Yeah, and you can read a little bit more into kind of the facets of it that we were chatting about. We covered that pretty quickly, but you'll understand if you do the test. Yeah, you'll get it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening again. Have an amazing day and see you next week.